The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's, Fisherman's Warehouse, Warehouse Megastores Mega in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, September 9th, and things are popping all over the North State. As Kent Brown said earlier in his show, the days are getting longer. I don't know about the days getting longer, but the mornings are getting later. The That's nights <laughs> are getting longer, Sap. Nights are getting longer. It's You're dark. going to bed earlier now. Boy, I'm waking up later, too. Yeah, exactly. Know? I kind of like this. It uh, It's the old man sleep-in syndrome. You know? Time to go fishing. Get about to crack of eight. You don't miss much. If you, As long as you're on the water by 10, you're, you're good to get breakfast. Oh, you're golden. Oh, yeah. And then right after breakfast, start fishing and get serious about it. <laughs> you know, there's some guys that have had the opportunity to really get serious about fishing. We have got a big weather window coming out. It's going to look good out there for the guys that want to chase tuna, want to chase albacore, that want to get out over 300 feet deep. They've had opportunities this week to sneak out there. We're going to be talking to one of our captains in just a minute that's been out there. But these guys are banging them all over. Captain Tony Zapulveda will be talking to. He's up there stacking them, too, getting some great long runs with beautiful fish in the 300 feet or deeper area. And he's holding out for some tuna and albacore trips. He'll tell you all about that. Captain Rick Powers is really looking forward to a big weather break coming up this next week. He's going to be racing out after albacore, bluefin, exotics, whatever it takes to get his customers into great action. Yesterday, he was back on his way. He was done with rockfish and everything out at 300 feet plus at 930. Came and got the lings, and they were heading in real early. They had a bang-up day. And it's happening like that whether you're a freshwater fisherman, a warm-water fisherman, chasing stripers or bass in the Delta. We're going to cover it all today. Let's waste no time. Let's go to the man himself in San Francisco Bay. Go to Berkeley Marina, and let's climb on board the California Dawn with Captain James Smith of the California Dawn 1 and 2. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Seth. Tell us about it, guy. What's this last week been like for you? Well, every day we made it out to Rittenberg, it's lights out. I mean, just the fishing out there that has not been, literally hasn't been touched in 30 years. It's just been giving it up in big time. Big link cod, big rock cod, fast, easy limits. It's uh, just a matter of getting out there. So we've been uh, we've been fishing out there. We fished out there all week. Did quite well. Limits of link cod just about every trip. Limits of jumbo rock cod. And uh, yesterday the weather turned a little bad for us. We we didn't make the run, so we opted to fish both boats of the bay. Both boats took 29 limits of halibut and a bath. It <laughs> uh, doesn't seem like it really mattered where, where we went or what we did for this year. It's been limits and limits and more limits. So uh, what, a, what a great way to celebrate a plan B is limits, early limits of halibut yesterday. So well, pretty exciting fishing. You know, the weather gods are cooperating. We always get better seas this time of year. Things are really looking like they're going to clean up really great for next week. Any, I know you've got to be looking out into those weather windows. Are you thinking about some of those uh, kind of sleek, fast fish out there yet? Yeah, we're, we're, we're 
we're contemplating making a run up to Fort Bragg, last place where there was uh, any good count to Albacore. But there's a plume of warm water. It stretches from Bodega Bay all the way up to where my buddy Tony is up above there in Eureka. So uh, pretty exciting chasing the long fins this time of year. Unfortunately, you know, we don't have any close plumes to San Francisco, but, uh, you know, Caldon, too, we, we got we're planning on making a run up there as soon as the weather settles down and we have nothing on the books. Well, he's got the speed, he's got the platform, and he's got the gear. He's ready to go. All they have to do is have the circumstances and the conditions cooperate out there. Sounds a little windy out there today, Captain. Uh, no, it's just the boat clipping along at 22 knots here, a little breeze. Uh, I think it's going to be good weather today. You know, we're in the bay. I'm. Uh, we opted to stay inside. I had some a little bit more of a softer group, some some kids, some some uh, ladies. And I'm like, yeah, we'll just stay inside and catch all these halibut instead. Well, you're talking 22 knots. You know, I, you look at it in knots. I look at it in gallons per hour. That's probably about 10 to 14, right? Uh, maybe on a it's uh, actually we're burning close to 30 gallons, about 30 gallons per size. So that, that translates to a lot of fuel, unfortunately. But we're getting there faster. So there's the trade-off. Well, with a big platform like you've got there with that catamaran, you get out and get into the action so easily, so comfortably, and then it's steady on the water. And that's one of the real benefits of getting out there, whether you're chasing albacore or bluefin out there or getting out to Rettenberg Bank where the monster fish are being caught out there. Are you getting the big reds and and uh, vermilions and everything like Tony's getting up out of Eureka right now? Yeah, we're getting... We're getting a lot more yellows, but I mean the reds are always in the mix. If I got in and out, I think we're losing him. James is putting on. Yeah, we'll get the reds too. There's a bunch of them out there. Well, folks, it doesn't get any better than it does right now unless you can fish inshore for the action. But the fish out there in these deeper waters is really productive right now, catching you the opportunity or getting you the opportunity for fish of a lifetime. James, tell them how they can find out more information, not only about albacore and bluefin runs that you're making, but get on board and share in this great action that's going on as our ocean starts calming down. Yeah, the number here, 510-417-5557, or reach us on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Hey, before everybody floods my uh, office line, <laughs> this is going to be a crew trip uh, next week for, for uh, Albacore. A little too long to take a boatload of passengers for two days. So that's that's the plan. And uh, hopefully the, the guys show up. Hopefully the bluefin show up. We're geared and ready to go if it happens. So. That's the plan right now. Well, they're going to get out there and they're going to test the waters. And I guarantee you, if they uh, start hanging them up, he's going to be not only taking his crew trips out there, he'll be taking the U trips out there. You'll have the opportunity to go to. James, give them that number one more time because they got to get in on this action. Sure. 510-417-5557. Reach us on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram, California Dawn Sportfish. Come check us out. What time do you think you're going to get out to the fish this morning? Uh, well, you know, unless the halibut have flashlights, we probably won't see any action until a little bit after 7 o'clock when it gets daylight here. Well, you know the number. If you can call in, give us a shout. Let us know what's going on. Oh, we absolutely will. 
Captain James Smith at California Dawn 1 and 2 out of the Berkeley Marina. Don't miss the opportunities, folks. We're warning you, this is the best opportunity you'll have this year for big fish. Take care, James. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day on the water. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. Count on it. Well, Mr. Brown, I hear you're going to go fish a tournament here. I am going to go fish one at Folsom tomorrow, actually, yeah. What in the hell for? Just to donate money to the cause? Well, it's Folsom. I don't always donate out there. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm a deposit. Is this one of those quiet <laughs> little derbies where everybody just kicks nope. in 10 No, bucks no, no, no. It's a, a real it's a real deal. They got a permit and everything. Oh, you're going for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. It's a couple hundred dollar entry fee. and uh, Yeah, we're meeting at Granite Bay and... Holy, tomorrow morning. Holy Toledo. If, I, if I went to a Kokanee Derby, it was a couple hundred bucks. I'd expect I, to, to lose. I sat, <laughs> I sat on the bow of the Ranger till midnight the other night, except just rigging tackle and respooling some reels and uh, getting rods ready. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we're taking you north. We're heading up to the Eureka area. We're going to climb on board with Captain Tony Zapalveda. We'll check out what he's doing and how he's looking at tuna and albacore in just a minute. We'll be right back. Ready to share in the excitement of a world-class fishing experience, a fishing getaway with friends, or a tour of San Francisco Bay or Northern California's coast? With over 35 years of experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, Captain James Smith and the professional crews of the California Don 1 and California Don 2 will put you in the action. The 50-foot Cal Don 1 and the 55-foot Cal Don 2 Catamaran both offer a great fishing platform for comfort, efficiency, and the smoothest of rides on the water. Specializing in live bait potluck trips, California Don boats are powered by twin diesel engines with the latest and greatest in marine electronics, sonar, and safety equipment. Heated cabins, comfortable seating, full galleys with hot meals and restroom facilities make the Caldon 1 and 2 the, the most, most comfortable fishing charters available. Seasonally fishing halibut, stripers, sturgeon, shark, salmon, rockin' lingcod, and of course, crab. There are those moments of special opportunity for bluefin tuna, albacore, white sea bass, and other exotics coming within reach. And the captain will announce any planned trips for those species. This is Captain James Smith. If you're ready for our great on-the-water fishing experience, look no further. Give me a call at 510-417-5557. I'd love to show you Bay Area fishing at its finest. To book a trip or find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on either the Caldon 1 or Caldon 2, give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check them out on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Hey, we've got some good news. California Sportsman's now on Instagram. Just look up California Sportsman and we'll pop right up. Check out photos and videos of some of your favorite fishermen, and you can get an inside look at what it's like to be in the studio with us. Check us out on Instagram at California Sportsman. That's California Sportsman on Instagram. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle head to dixon and check out ron duprat ford you'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers i know i sure do family owned and operated since 1956 it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the president's award for excellence in customer service and sales when it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got go to the best ron duprat ford and dixon the number one ford parts and service department in northern california it's where i go 
for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And God Fishing Marine's trained cell staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at God Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and there is lots going on. We're going to be talking in just a minute to Captain Tony Zapolvita about what's going on up in the Eureka, up the coast area, a little north of us. And then we'll head down a little bit to Bodega Bay and hook up with Captain Rick Powers aboard the new Sea Angler. He is really looking forward to a big weather break in his neck of the woods. And I would imagine captains up and down the coast are doing exactly that right now. And so I want to get checking in right now with the man himself from Greenwater Fishing Adventures. Let's hook up with Captain Tony Zapulveda right now and find out what he's been up to this week and what he's going to be up to if, with this weather hopefully improving. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, guys. How you doing? I'm doing great. Sounds like you're taking a well-deserved day off this morning, Captain. Yeah, I got a day off here. We're, uh, you know, with this, uh, well, this, this, uh, this fifty fathom regulation change is, uh, yeah. well, let's just say it's changed the game for us a little bit here. And, uh, well, I think so. the exact words you used with me a couple of weeks ago is the biggest kick in the chest you've had in your career. Unquestionably, I've been through lots of salmon closures before. Uh, you know, my business is built to work around that, and uh, but I don't think any of us really saw this one coming here. So it's uh, it's definitely changed the game for us. Hopefully we'll get some stuff ironed out by next season here, but uh, it's it's definitely put a hurt on us. Well, it's put a hurt on a lot of people up and down the coast. There's no question about that. I hope uh, wise minds are the ones that make all the decisions here coming up in the next few weeks or months. Tony, impressive-looking fish, and I've never seen so much orange on the deck of a boat before. Tell our listeners about your trips out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> the, the deep water fishing out here uh, off the Lost Coast have been fishing about, uh, oh, eight miles off the Lost Coast, which makes for about a 23-mile run down there. Um, it's uh, it, it's a zone that is, is, is some of the most challenging weather anywhere on the West Coast to get down into. Not a lot of days you can do it. Um, but, boy, when you can get down there, <laughs> it's unreal. Uh, we kind of got our first look at it about a week ago. The uh, weather laid down a little. We made the trip down there, and uh, we dropped into well, about 500 feet of water. And everything is uh, all the, all the rockfish are enormous, and uh, and and various species of of red and orange. And uh, I've never seen anything like it. Like what? I said, I bet the average fish is six pounds, seven pounds. Just uh, enormous fish, monsters compared to you know. I go out of San Francisco all the time. We go out there. We get, we're happy with a four pounder or whatever. But your yeah, fish, yeah, I think I fish. caught like a five pound black 
that one of the days with, yeah. with on, we with on the, the real magic, magic. Sure. and uh, I thought it was like five or five and a half pound black, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, that's a giant!" These guys are catching, you know, every fish is seven pounds. I I assume you're experiencing some of the big ling cod too that we're seeing down here off the Rittenberg and places. Yep, there's definitely some ling cod in the mix as well, um, and uh, yeah, you know the the majority of the rockfish uh, canary, really just a few species out there. Didn't see a whole lot of variety, but uh, but enormous canaries. Uh, like I said, I bet they're a solid seven pound average. And uh, I bet those and, are pretty, Tony. Oh, <laughs> oh they're real, they're real nice looking fish, that's yeah. for sure. And every hook, yeah, you hit the bottom, and you got two of them on with it. Everybody, everybody that hits the bottom has two of them on within uh, about sixty seconds. <laughs> and uh, and it's a lot of cranking all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> Those electric wheels come in handy every now and then, but uh, hearing the word crank sounds like you're definitely going to be working with that much weight coming up, no doubt about it. Great fillets. Well, the good news is you only got to get them about 200 feet up, and then they float the yeah, rest of the Yeah, they'll float the rest of the way for you. <laughs> that certainly makes things easier. Tony, one of the things you sent me in the text message was you're still hoping to make some tuna runs off is if the wind backs off and it looks to me like you're going to have that weather window come up yeah it's uh it's hard to say it's you know i've I've never seen it unfortunately with this uh you know this regulation change we were hoping for you know a solid albacore season to kind of take some of the heat off of that uh but boy it's uh it's just been a fickle weather year um it was you know pretty good weather for what we normally do all summer but it just won't uh won't stop blowing on the outside and uh, it's dying off a little bit here tomorrow, but it doesn't really look like it's quite enough to get out there. Um, fish are at about 70 miles right now. Uh, that's a little far for, yeah, for that, day range that's for a us. bit of a reach. And I understand some of these warm water fingers. I was talking to Mike Ogney a couple of days ago, and he was saying those warm water fingers, if they come in close, they can move as much as 20, 30 miles in a day. They can definitely move fast. And, and in my opinion, the biggest issue we've been seeing, again, is this, this northwest wind won't stop. When the northwest wind's blowing, that creates upwelling on the coast. When you got upwelling on the coast, it holds that warm water uh, you know, offshore. It doesn't let it push in. When the wind dies for three, four, five, six days, that stuff will start charging towards the beach when the upwelling dies. But this northwest, this, you know, the, 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 lack of, the lack of stall out in the northwest just isn't letting that warm water push in. And so it's just been hanging at 60, 70 miles here for over the last four or five weeks so there's still time though uh you know we got a few good weeks left and uh we're albacore we're going to be around off our coast so we're still hoping for a weather window uh we've been doing some bay stuff too i fished in the bay yesterday and uh we had nice limits of california halibut in there so you know it's it's not all doom and gloom we got plenty of fish to catch we're just so spoiled up here that uh that it's uh it's been a little bit of an adjustment this year. Yeah, you do have the best of all the worlds up there, but at the same time, nobody was expecting the kick in the chest that uh, every party boat got, every charter captain got out there with this cl- closure that's going on. It'll be interesting to see what they do for next year and how they plan the whole thing. And uh, believe me, a lot of people are paying attention to the Fish and Game Commission meetings and PFMC and everything else going on out there right now to make sure that uh, we still have our fisheries. It seems like California is... Uh, pushing and pushing and pushing and eliminating rather than offering opportunities for us. Although they did open up and they remind us every time I complain about the nearshore closure, they remind us, oh, but we opened up the out, you know, the outside so they can get out there. Yeah, those people that have big enough boats that can go out there in the conditions that they have to deal with. So yeah, and it, you know, it's, 
it, it, it isn't even about the size of the boat. It's just, uh, I mean, so often it's just completely unfishable out there. The drift is so fast and the wind's howling. And uh, so it, it is really cool to be able to get out there and see that stuff. Like I said, it's the most spectacular bottom fishing I've ever seen out there, uh, what we're seeing down there off the Lost Coast in deep water. But it's just not something we can access every day. And it's uh, it's just not something that, you know, people like me that uh, that, that make our living doing this uh, – you know, can't can't get enough days a month in out there to make a living at it. So yeah, and Mother Nature we'll get it figured out next year. Mother Nature's hard to talk to about stuff like that. She just doesn't yeah. cooperate all the time either. She don't care. That's a fact. Well, folks, you've got about another month or so, maybe a little bit longer, to climb on board up there to get in on some of the action, whether it's down on the Lost Coast or if they have those weather windows open up for tuna or albacore runs too. Because about the middle of October, Tony disappears for a while. He likes to take a little break in the action. So you got a month to get out there. Tony, give them all the hookup information that they can come up with, that you can come up with, so they can get out on that boat and have a great time with you. Yeah, phone number to catch up to me is 707-845-9588. And uh, uh, website's eurekafishing.net. Best place to check out what we're doing is on Facebook, though. That's usually where I throw some stuff up and uh, and get some pictures. Greenwater Fishing Adventures on Facebook. You can see what we're doing. Folks, quality experience, quality boat, quality equipment, and an extra quality guide. Have a great day, Tony. Enjoy your day off, and we'll be talking to you again real soon. Thanks, guys. Take care. You do the same, my friend. You do the same. He's going to have some fun. He's kind of one of the smart ones that gets away from it for a while, so it doesn't just frustrate him all the time. And there's, then there's quite a few guys like that, that back. drop off the face of the earth periodically, yeah. and I think they do that. I remember one of the guides on the Sacramento, Hank Motts, mm-hmm. one of the most popular guides, very successful guide, stayed out of everything. Yeah, Didn't get involved in anything he didn't want to get involved in, went fishing, came home. Yeah. There's a successful guide. Yeah, that's kind of how you do it. But, well, speaking but of, you got to fight for, for you know some of it, too. Well, speaking of successful people out there, this guy's fished the waters longer than I've been alive, and that's not really even possible. He was there when they parted him, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He saw them part that ocean out there. Captain Rick Powers from the New Sea Angler joins us live out of Bodega Bay right now. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seth. Well, tell us about this big weather break coming. Hopefully, it will continue coming our direction. Yeah, well... (laughs) We have had about with the Northwest. Hopefully it goes away. Uh, we've got water hanging offshore that we haven't been able to access. Um, we were out yesterday, phenomenal fishing, back out at Rittenberg Bank. Well, tell, I, mentioned it, I mentioned it earlier, but tell them what you did out there because it was a pretty impressive day. Yeah, by 1130 in the morning, 19 anglers had 38 lingcod to 27 pounds, 190 rockfish. And we were on our way back in. We're, we're lucky. I think we're probably Bodega. Probably is the close. Yeah, I know it's the closest harbor to Rittenberg. So we shot out there, got on the rock cod, and then hammered the ling cod, and we were on our way back in before noon. But that was yesterday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we took today off because they're talking about some wind out there. But anyway, getting back to that warm water plume that's laying outside of Bodega. Uh, it's been there, and... Uh, I just heard Tony uh, talking about how when, when, when the upwelling, the wind stops, that water will get pushed in. And that's what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for a four- or five-day break. Hopefully that water pushes in, and we can get on uh, some albacore because we're anxious to get out there and start running some trips. But you can't do it when the wind's blowing. So we're kind of in a waiting mode when it, co- mode when it comes to tuna. 
we're still hammering the rockfish and doing a good job on the wing cod. But uh, hopefully, by the end of this week, it looks like Thursday, Friday, like that. Hopefully, we can get an extended shot at some good weather and get out there and uh, do some uh, do some uh, fishing on some albacore tuna. We're anxious, that's for sure. Rick, there's some important meetings coming up right now. Not only are some of the charter captains getting together and talking, but we've got a uh, Fishing Game Commission meeting coming up in about a month. We've got uh, the PFMC getting their heads together. Have you heard anything? Have you heard any discussions about salmon or what might be going on? Well, um, I've just heard some reports up and down the coast that there seem to be, you know, I've heard of incidental takes all up and down the, not incidental takes, incidental, <laughs> incidental, incidental hookups. Yes. Uh, where, where people, you know, fishing rock cod uh, or whatever have, have hooked salmon up and down the coast. So, I mean, that's hopeful. Uh, the tagging program that went on uh, on uh Johnny's boat out of Sausalito was very successful. They uh, they actually caught enough salmon to where they, they, they actually ran out of tags. But anyway, um, a lot of those fish have made it back up to the river, and, and that's that gives us good hope for the future. Uh, I would love to see us get get back into some salmon this next year, but that, that all remains to be seen. PFMC is meeting this week, so there's a lot happening up there. Uh, especially with groundfish, uh, they're looking over what, what what our options are for next year. Not that we, they're the ones that that, that, that set the season. So uh, we'll see what what comes out of this meeting. Uh, it's quite a process. It's a week long process, and uh, there's a lot of people working hard. Hey Rick, sure. Rick, I got a question from a uh, listener, and I had no idea, and I should have asked you earlier this week and got back to him, but I haven't yet. Are there any other exotics coming up with albacore and the bluefin? Or is there an opportunity to catch some of the other stuff, warm water species? Well, for example, last year there was some albacore being caught outside of Fort Bragg, and there was a short period of time where there were a whole bunch of large pelagic fish that were taken that we don't normally see. They had big eye tuna. They had, uh, they had yellowfin tuna. They had yellow tail, Dorado, uh, striped marlin were caught. It was a short period of time. As a matter of fact, one of the long range boats from down below San Diego ran up to fish uh, live bait albacore up there. So, this warm water that sets in, it doesn't stay for a long time. It's all subject to good weather. It can hold some real, real big fish that we don't normally see. Well, it's a surprise catch. Talk about potluck. It's not really potluck fishing, but uh, you get out there, and there's no telling what will end up on the end of your line. Rick, all this specialized tackle and everything that people would need for albacore as well as the Bluefin, do you supply that on board if you have the opportunity to get out, or do they need to bring their own on these kinds of trips? Shep, we've got it all. We are locked, loaded, and ready to go. We just need some good conditions. We're ready. I can just see you sitting there with the key at your button ready to start the engines, but you're waiting to hear whether you can make the run or not every single morning. I can see it now. Yeah, well, it looks like we got a shot this next weekend. But it, it it would be good to get, you know, five days, a week like that, get that warm water to push in, get on out there and see if they're there. I think they are. Captain Rick Powers with the new sea angler out of Bodega Bay. Folks, don't miss the opportunities. 
These don't pop up all the time, and big fish action is taking place. You heard he was on his way back in at 1130 with monsters off the Rettenberg Bank. You will catch lots of fish out there, no question about it, if the conditions are right for you. Rick, give them the hookup info so they can book a trip with you and get out there and share some time. Somebody wants to get a hold of us here in Bodega, they can reach us at 707-875-3495. All right, partner. uh, Go ahead. Now, let's just hope for good weather. Let's keep (laughs) our fingers crossed for it. Absolutely. We all want it. Even those of us that are freshwater fishermen putting around, trolling on lakes. We like it that way, too, my friend. Have a good one, and we appreciate you sharing with our listeners. Captain Rick Powers and the New Sea Angler. Thanks, bud. You guys have a great day. Count on it. You too, Captain. We'll take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's time for RVs and destinations. And then Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores Manager Austin Wilson joins us right after this to talk about the American River Steelhead action taking place right now close to home. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot Parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore, whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain Jay Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new live series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value and pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Getting out in the outdoors is one of life's greatest pleasures. Getting out in your own RV is the greatest pleasure of all. And getting to enjoy the perks of staying in a campground outranks everything. You know, do your research, pick your campground and your location carefully, but you can even do more research. You can know where you're going, that's great. You can actually select the campsite that you want by going to campsitephotos.com and seeing every campsite available in whichever park or community you're traveling to, whether it's an RV park or just a simple little campground, there's photos of almost every campsite in California available for you to take a look at to see how close your neighbor is, how far away they are, what kind of beauty you have, or if you're looking at the garbage dump. All of those things will have an impact. So make your reservations based on knowing where you're going, what area you're going to, what your campsite's going to look like, and have a great spot when you arrive. So start packing and let's get going. I mean, what's the delay? The most important thing and the greatest part about being in the outdoors at an RV park or a campground is generally you've got water, all you need. You should conserve, of course, but you are connected and you're connected with more than just water. You've got plug-ins, that's right, you've got power. So you can power your RV, you're safer, and your solar capabilities aren't an issue at all. Having power makes a huge difference and a big relaxation from conserving your battery powers to not running your generator or having auxiliary power out there. There's some great electrical appliances now by batteries too that can get you exactly what you need and accomplish goals real easy. You know, internet and satellite is also available at most of these campgrounds nowadays. Some of them charge a little bit more and others have it free. And they're important for family harmony, keeping the kids busy, the husband occupied, and the wife occupied too. All of those things are so important in today's world. You've got them if you're in an RV park or campground. But if you're out there boondoggling, out in the middle of nowhere by yourself, you're totally independent. A definite plus, you can use the dump. That's right. You can dump your soil. Soil. You can dump the toilet and your trash all at the same place, just getting rid of everything. And you don't have to haul it around or look for a place to dump later on. It's really nice having that entire system there to hose down, fill up the RV for the next trip and make sure everything's empty and ready to go home and get parked for a while. You know, trail systems are usually nearby. Bicycle trails are nearby, offering hiking and biking opportunities for the whole family. And most of these places have a kid's activity area. 
Plus, there's usually a small store with the basic goodies, ice cream, all those things that everybody wants when they're in camping. And yes, get out soon in your own home, away from home, back to nature. Jump in the RV, your camper, the back of your pickup truck, your trailer, whatever it takes. Take great chairs and ice chests and all the food you need because you're in a campground. You've got everything at your fingertips right there in your own RV. It's time you enjoyed the great outdoors. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and the huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Further, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and I like those RVs and destinations because I'm trying to figure out a destination to take my damn RV real soon. I got to get out of this place and uh, escape. I was talking to Mike Ogney. Uh, he's got a long extension cord over there, not far from Bodega Bay, and I think I'll have full hookups. Well, that's not so bad. He might have a neighbor for a few days there that he go. doesn't appreciate, but what the hell? Somebody parked in his lawn like, like Cousin Eddie. <laughs> Well, it's all full, so I figured this yeah. here hole was the place to dump it. That's right. Yeah, well, that's, right. that's another whole movie in itself. That's it. I, I'm laughing my butt off at that movie. <laughs> that went in Weekend at Bernie's. Probably I cracked up more than any movie out there. Yeah, here we are with Sepp's movie review right oh, here. Oh, jeez. Can we get to Austin? We are going there right now. Let's hook up with the man himself from Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores, Austin Wilson, one of the managers there, joins us live to talk about American River Steelhead action I'm getting calls and photos from people with some pretty impressive fish. Austin, what is going on? Yeah, no, the steelhead fishing has been pretty good uh, this year just because we've had the water. Um, you know, what I'm what I'm doing is I'm starting up. Usually I'll start up higher in the section, like Sailor Bar, or I'll put it in a sunrise if I don't have a long day. And uh, usually I'm floating pretty much all the way down to Grist Mill, or like I said, if I have a shorter day, I'll, I'll go down to Rossmore. But uh, I'm pretty much plugging, and so what I'm doing in the, in the drift boat is I'm slowly bouncing downriver, slowly going downriver, and I have these plugs out, you know, 40 to 60 feet behind the boat, and it's a maglip. It's a it's a 3.0, 3.5 um, size, and, and I'm using colors wise, chrome, chrome and blue for this time of year. In the fall, I like paint my pinks, but for some reason, the the, the summertime they like the chrome, so. I send those plugs back, and I'm slowly going downriver, and I'm kind of typewritering back and forth and trying to keep those That's plugs right. That's just what I was going to ask you. Are you doing the left to right stuff while you're doing that? Are you slowing oh, down, yeah. or are you letting the current completely move you, or are you back rowing a little bit just to slow it down? I'm pretty much slowing down. I'm rowing back, you know, trying to slow slow the boat down, and um, just slowly going downriver um, while I'm typewritering. And then as soon as I hook a fish. Either, you know, well, my, the guy that I'm with is grabs the rod and then I'll keep pressure by rowing or I'll drop the anchor and we'll, we'll land that fish. But uh, And for those you know, of things, you that are wondering what we're talking about when we're typewritering, it's left to right, cover the water, all the way to one yep. side to the other because those steelhead can be in there tight on the shoreline. Too. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm looking for sea mines. 
you know, foam, um, and then clay. You know, on the American, those steelhead love clay. They can get in and out of there. I think the reason it is because of stripers. You know, obviously they want somewhere to kind of hide, too. You know, there's some big stripers in that river, and, uh, you know, they would, they would love to use steelhead. I'm sure they've seen 30 and 40 pound striper mouths quite clearly around that area. Hey, man, when you're. Oh, definitely. When you're, it's, it's Kent, buddy. When you're doing the plugs, what line are you fishing? Are you fishing real so, light? Yeah, I'm fishing, well, kind of. You know, I'm using 30-pound braid okay. to a, either a 10 to 15-pound fluorocarbon. You know, I use 15 in the wintertime just because they're bigger fish, but this time of year they're a lot smaller, so I'll, I'll get it, or get away with 10. That helps that plug kind of get down. And like 30 braid? Yeah, 30-pound braid. And I use high-vis just because I can see it when it's out. You know, some guys use line counters so they can see exactly, you know, oh, I'm exactly at 40 foot. Right. Um, the, the Lexa 100 line counter is a great reel just for those smaller steelhead. You can see exactly how far you're out. And those fish, I mean, they jump, they pull a little bit, but you're not going to hook a giant one. I mean, you could hook a nine-pounder, but, you know, most of these fish uh, are like that half pound to four pounds. So what's your biggest steelhead out of the American? Uh, 18. Gosh, that's, you know, you're the only other, besides Phil Brelge, it's the only other guy I've heard of catching one that big and. I've seen I've seen them up there 12, 14, yeah. 15 pounders. I've seen them I thought were salmon. They were so big years ago. Yeah. Just laying there in the gravel flopping around, the guy's casting out for another one and well, I'm thinking way oh, back man. in the old way back in the old days, Phil used to uh he used to chase those big steelhead on uh the American pretty heavily and and uh, it was uh it was it was cool. I mean, they definitely had some big ones in. Yeah, yeah, we definitely had that that Eel, Eel River strain. Now we have like you have a still have the Eel River strain. Um, but most of them are like Coleman hatchery size fish, you know, right. and, and he, like I've caught a handful, like my biggest one last year was 12 pounds. Um, but I figured that one was a eel river strain, but, uh, you know, I've caught a handful of 14s, uh, second biggest one's 15, but you know, the mag whips and the little Cleos night crawlers all work for those steelhead. So with Folsom at uh, 430 right now, you know, it's, uh, it's in pretty good shape for the 10th of September. Um, it's uh, it's going to have some water through the fall. That should help the the whole steelhead deal, shouldn't it? Oh, it should. Yeah, I think it's going to help it really good. Um, I think the salmon too. I mean, obviously, you know, the salmon season's closed, you know, but it's going to help those fish, you know, come up in the river, spawn successfully. So later, in you know, in the future, we'll have a good spawn. I see the so, fisherman's but, warehouse has got a big combo sale going on for steelhead too, where they got a lama glass rod and a Shimano reel combo, perfect for working any of those rivers for steelhead. Oh, definitely. You know, I'm using the rods I'm using are, I have one, uh, Lama Glass X11, nine or eight, six, six to 12 pound test. Um, it's kind of the size rods I'm using, you know, medium, medium lights. Um, really, like I said, it depends on what size fish I'm fishing for, but, um, you know, 30 pound to 15 or 10 pound test. And then, uh, yeah, running two rods at a time. I know that upper section of the American, it is one rod per person. Um, barbless. So if you are going to go up there, make sure you know you read the regs, and you can have only one rod. Um, and then I am sending those baits with Procure. Um, I'll have the the bloody tuna and the shrimp is what I really like. You know, I think when those fish are out in the ocean, they really I don't know why the bloody tuna, just the oils, I guess, but I think they they eat a lot of shrimp or krill out in the ocean. So um, I like that that Procure shrimp. Well, folks, if that doesn't fire you up to get up there and check out the American River stretches for those big steelhead, I don't know what will. Every year we get a great run up there. The few people that know about it go out there and enjoy it, just like Austin is doing right now. And I'll bet you you're playing catch and release 100% of the time, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Well, that's one of the things that keeps that run going for us, and that's why it's been so impressive for many years. There are positive years, and there are uh, not-so-positive <laughs> years as they return, but because we've got water and it continues to come down the system, I think this water is going to be one of the things that helps repair our systems all over. You know, Sep, the guys come along in and out of our world that we say he's he's one of those guys, right? You know, Kevin Brock's one of those guys. Well, Austin Wilson is one of those guys, okay? He can catch. If it swims, this dude can catch it, and he can catch it really good. Yeah, and he's uh, been working with Alan Fong too long because he's even no. sharing tips. Yeah, no, he's – yeah, <laughs> no. The problem is is he's better than Alan Fong, but nobody that comes into the store realizes it. Well, let, let me tell you this real They're quick. Learning. They're because learning. Because Mr. He's Fong – He's way better than Alan, Mr. All right? Fong is obviously on hold as we continue to brutalize I mean, Alan's him. a year or two away from – from Austin setting the hook and handing him the rod, Sep. Well, I mean, that's where we're you, going with this. Let me just tell you an inside story. I called up Alan after watching his video the other night, and I said, pretty impressive. Uh, hey, I'd like you to cover a little bit about uh, the steelhead on the American River in your segment. And he uh -uh. goes, oh, you need to get a hold of Austin for that. <laughs> there you go. He's so, passing the buck is what that's he's doing. A, that's a major pat on the back that uh, – He's not only passing the buck, he's passing the baton, I have a feeling, a little bit, too. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is Austin went back and uh, and, and fished on the National Tournament Series and, and you know, had the living the dream deal set where they gave him a boat and truck, all that fun stuff to do, and paid his entry fees, and he was, a, you know, he, he's won on the Apex Cup, he's won on the Wild West Bass Trail out here, and uh, you know, and then and on top of that, you know, he just vanishes. And you're like, where's Austin been? Oh, he's been chasing steelhead. Oh, he's salmon fishing because oh, they're salmon. There's, there's another oh, thing. Oh, he's he does. down in the Delta. Oh, he's, he's in working. the ocean. Yeah. He's working. Yeah, so he's definitely one of those guys. Well, man. we won't tell anybody he's down in the Santa Cruz area today then, okay? Uh, I, 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 yeah. Whatever you do, don't, don't tell say Wayne he's anything. down there. No, no, no. Wayne, who's right? I try not to tell Wayne anything, but yeah, Austin. No, he's 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 one of those guys. If you're going in that store, you definitely need to uh, uh, befriend him because he's going to help you there's catch more, more fish. There's more brain to pick there than there is in Fong. At oh this God, point. yes, yeah, no doubt about it, and it's still growing. Yeah, he's young. All right, Austin, get back to work. Have a fun weekend. We really appreciate you sharing with the listeners out here, and folks, stop in at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse mega store, whether it's over there, the old Delta Bait and Tackle. I always like to call it. That's the one in Manteca. That's okay. You, got... you still call you still call a fish finder a locator, That's so we right. know where you're I, at. I do all kinds of stuff. Not at least old. I'm not saying flasher. Damn. <laughs> or you can stop off right there in Fairfield or Sacramento, too. Austin, thanks for hooking up with us and uh, taking care of our listeners for us. We appreciate it, my friend. Yep, no problem. All right. Nice now, we're, you, buddy. now we're going to see if Alan Fong wants to talk with us. <laughs> well, he might. Take care, and thanks for checking in yep. with us. We appreciate the info. Austin Wilson from Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores. With decades of experience fishing Northern California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean, YouTube's Alan Fong Outdoors brings the outdoors and fishing directly to you. It's your opportunity to learn from one of the best in the West. Here's Alan Fong, the Rod Father. Boy, I hope Alan didn't hear anything we were saying. Alan Austin. has intro music. Austin didn't. Oh, that's true. He does. Yeah, Good he's morning. Got intro music. Good morning, Mr. Fong. How are you today? morning i just turned my phone on what were you talking about oh nothing <laughs> nothing at all we just uh just having a good old time here in the studio alan i said you're two years away from austin set to hook and handing a rod to you that's what i said <laughs> <laughs> well the kid is a stick you got to give him that no he austin's a he's a good fisherman very good fisherman so yep 
Alan doesn't. Alan doesn't hang that tag on very many people. No, either. he does you know not. That, right? He I'm not, not sure he's ever hung it on me. <laughs> <laughs> he still hasn't taken you out no. for a fishing trip, has he? No, you know what? He's just a he's a excellent fisherman, and um, you know he's young. He's been doing it, you know, all his life. But you know he's um, he's a good. If he starts opening up and starts helping people, he's going to be a one to reckon with. Well. He's the kind of guy that uh, we need to have out there representing uh, our sport out there because he is such a fine individual, much like you, who taught him a whole lot, I'm certain. Pretty impressive video you had on Alan Fong Outdoors this week. It was? Yeah, it was. Tell our listeners what you got into out there this week. Yeah, we went, um, I took... uh... Jennifer and uh, Denise out, and it was blowing like 25 or 30. It was nasty out there. And um, we got into a good bite. We caught stripers and caught a lot of bass. Uh, those two gals behind me punching were just setting the hook like crazy. You know, we didn't get anything over four pounds, but we probably had like 14-pound limit. But they were – they looked like they knew what they are doing. I, mean, I even told them both. I said, you know what, you guys really showed me a lot today because – you know, it was blowing so hard, and they're punching with an ounce and a half and setting that hook as hard as I was. So it was a good day. Well, I saw and, the uh, bass photo you sent me this morning, and we've got that posted up. I have a sneaking suspicion. It's probably over on Instagram already. Yeah, it is. I'm just getting the finger from the other room. It's Denise yeah. in the photo. That's right. Denise and a buddy. Denise and Jennifer. And then I went to uh, Bowler's Bar, and I couldn't believe – I, you know, I went with uh, John, a friend of mine. He bought a couple, a 12 and a 9, and I hooked them up, you know, and synced them in his boat. And we were going out, and I wasn't grappling many. I couldn't believe it. And then, um, but, you know, when you go on a boat, like, you know, I keep telling Denise, when you go out with a guy and it's his boat, you don't tell him how to fish. So, and you don't tell them, hey, let's go do this or let's go do that. Just go for the ride, and then, you know, you learn. But anyway, she kept bugging me. She goes, where would you go? And I said, I don't know. Just let John will go fishing. But anyway, it was a tough day. I didn't grab a whole lot until later in the day Then we went up uh, Black Day Canyon, went all the way in the back of the creek, and they were stacked in there. But they weren't very active. It was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So we put, like, 12 fish in a boat, maybe missed a half a dozen, but it was tough. And, you know, I, I, uh, Hey, Alan, you need to, you need to redefine the word tough. Anybody that goes out and catches 12 fish in a day is not saying it was tough unless his name is Alan Fong. Kokanee fishing. (laughs) You know, just coming off the water last week at party and catching 50 before 10 o'clock. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't compare lake to lake like that. You know these fish this time of year they're starting to drop around. You know they're going down deep. They're hanging up closer to the bottom. They're getting that spawn on. No, right I know. Now. I know they're they're in that mode. They're in that transition. Yeah. Normally, when you go out there and turn your graph on, you think you are on simulator. There's so many fish. That's exactly what it looked like in the photos on your video from the previous week. It looked like it was on simulator, and it looked like it was on drugs, too. It was lines everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, so, you know, it's like maybe it's time to hang up them kokanee things and start 
chasing those big strappers that are going to be showing up real hell. Well, real it's either that or start getting up to Berryessa and checking out some of the action going up there. I was going to go with Nate Kelsch this week. Didn't have the opportunity, but uh, he's telling me that they're getting big rainbows over there. I know a couple of guys that have picked up some of the king salmon down near the dam right now, too. And the rainbows are pretty good size. Not seeing a lot of kokanee being caught. I still think the one I caught a few months ago is probably the last one in the lake, but uh, we'll see if anything shows up. They'll be hanging out in those flats out there off the big island near the bottom right now is my guess. And if Yeah, that's one I'm thinking about doing too is going up to bury us and do that speed trolling, you know, with the shad wraps. Man, I used to kill them up there this time of the year. Well, this is so a I'm good not- time to do that. It really is because the the rainbows, and they're big rainbows up there. You know, they're 18, 19, 20 inches long for the bulk of them. That's a yeah, nice are. fish to catch, and it's a good battle on the other end because these are Eagle Lake rainbow trout strain that are in there. And they're sterile, so it's one of those fish that you can take without a whole lot of uh, thinking you're going to wipe out a population in a lake. It's one of the yeah, good yeah. fish. Go up there, you know, in the fall and – Pro like two and a half miles an hour, and sometimes you see the fish jumping before your rod bends. It's crazy. Alan Fong so. with Alan Fong Outdoors. You guys need to make sure you check out his YouTube channel and please get a subscription to it. He's running right at about nine thousand right now. We're gonna kick him over ten thousand real quick. Please get signed up for it. It helps out his site a whole great deal, and it allows him to do more and more videos for you at the same time. Alan, keep it up. We're looking forward to the next edition of from Alan Fong Outdoors. He comes out every, what is it, Tuesday and Thursday with reports, right? Uh, Monday and Thursday. Monday and Thursday. I'll get it right one of these days. You keep bouncing around a little bit right now. Denise, yeah, will, we do. Denise will slow down and get you back on track. Don't worry. Yeah, we're working on it. Alan, thanks for hooking up with us. It's always a pleasure to have you share with our listeners. Take care, my friend. Uh, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break right now. When we come back from that, Mr. Mike Ogney is going to join us and get us up to speed on what in the heck is going on in salt right after this quick break. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
Rance is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive Advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, Seth. Good morning, Kent. Well, I'm not going to waste any time, Michael. What's the latest? What are you hearing out there on action, uh, weather, and I, politics? Well, there's a whole, there's always happened, something happened with politics. Hey, on the water, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the uh, migration and thermal study that they were conducting outside of the Golden Gate. Right. For, for those listeners that don't know about this program, last month, uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, along with the Department of Fish and Game, went out and put put tags in the salmon so they could track them in real time. They tagged 131 fish. To date, 60 of those have made it up to Benicia, 21 in Sacramento, one is almost to Calusa. And it's just really neat to see how these fish are pushing on through the system and kind of like where they're at. And it kind of gives you an idea of their timing because we were always using the, the WAG theory in the past. And now you actually get to see the migration happening in real time. So uh, that studies over on the Golden State Salmon Association. We have a link over on our Facebook page and you can go over there and, and track that if, if that interests you. As far hey, as the coast I gotta, goes, I got to tell you, folks, it's really entertaining watching it. You actually can see fish move from one point to another if you watch it. That long one's enough. a little overachiever if he's already in Calusa. <laughs> he ain't wasting his <laughs> no. time. He knows what this is all about. That's right. He's going to go up there and have a date right away. He's, he's been way out in front the entire time. I think he showed up at the Benicia Bridge like four days after being tagged. and. He just has a big old broom tail on him. He's always he's almost to Calusa. What a pretty amazing fish. With approximately half of the fish returning to the system right now, does that mean half of the fish that are in the ocean are returning to the system right now too? I would say, look at it this way. Half of the fish that were off the Marinko staging two and a half, three weeks ago are between Benicia and downtown Sacramento right now for the fish that were staging at that time. Don't forget, there's other fish that are going to be moving down from the, from the north coast and doing that. They're doing it right now. There's another group of fish. Right. I'm sure that are out there. So it's just those fish that were out there two weeks ago. You know, I've always had like, okay, well, they come in in a smaller window than that. And they, they come in over a wider window. And uh, with with electronics getting better and us really being able to see the fish so much better out in the the, the salt water, um, we can get on the fish and understand them better. Before it was like they were very hard to a meter. Now that we can really meter them, um, it's a different ball game. This is all a program. Is is this working with the Department of Fish and Wildlife too? 
a partnership on this to make all of this happen with the Golden State Salmon Association, one of the organizations that's really working hard to get our salmon populations back. Mike, this year there's going to be a ton of fish coming back or put into the system. I guess our hatcheries are really going out of the way to crank out a lot more fish this year to kind of pull us out of the doldrums of poor salmon fishing, I would imagine. It's not pulling us out of the adultum so much is that it's about time that we finally raise enough fish to actually mitigate for the damages that the dams have done. Well, they're, that's, that's, they were going to get back to get back to the historic planting numbers that we were doing back in the nineties. They started cutting back, cutting back, trying all these little experiments that apparently didn't work out real well. So it's time to get it loaded up again, isn't it? And the real neat thing is that what they're going to be doing is completely different this year that they have never done before is they're going to be releasing fry. These are these are fish. They can't be trucked down to salt water or anything like that. Fry are very, very young fish, one, one and a half inches long. And they're going to be re- releasing those during storms over the, uh, the, the winter months. So those fish are going to be able to migrate down in a more natural way, really imprint on the, the river. Our hope they're not going to be tagged, but there are going to be taking DNA from the parents. So when these fish come back, they can actually collect DNA uh, samples, take scales, and see if these fish are the prodigy of of hatchery fish. And it's it's you know it's they're they're getting they're getting with it here slowly. And we I think we need to move much more quickly. But I'm happy for any progress on, on that end. And. Yes. Uh, just a really quick note, and we'll be talking more about this in the coming weeks, is, hey, guys, start. it's time to get your boat in the shop and start getting ready for the crab season. Get your gear together, your boat in order, running properly, and, and get ready. There's going to be a good crab season coming up here soon. And just on a side note, if everything works out well, the new president of the Golden State Salmon Association will be joining us. Scott Artis will be joining us next Saturday here live on the show. If everything works out, Mike, we'll make that happen, won't we? Yes, we will. Scott's a a great guy, and I'm really happy to be be working with him and and our fellow board members. Well, I can't wait to introduce him to the public and uh, have him tell them what the plans are and where we're going with it. Mike, thanks for hooking up with us today. We always appreciate your input. You take care, my friend. Thanks, guys. Mike Ogney, just a great guy that knows a whole lot about saltwater fishing. Well, I think we better take a break right now and get over to the second hour here shortly. We've got some great stuff coming up. Captain J.D. Ritchie live from the Togiak. And then we're taking you to Eagle Lake for big rainbow trout fishing. And there's more, lots more. Stick around. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next... Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lawrence electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all, and their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. 
Fisherman's Warehouse, and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Hey, we've got some good news. California Sportsman's now on Instagram. Just look up California Sportsman and we'll pop right up. Check out photos and videos of some of your favorite fishermen, and you can get an inside look at what it's like to be in the studio with us. Check us out on Instagram at California Sportsman. That's California Sportsman on Instagram. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsman. Dove season is right around the corner. If your dog is in his first year, you want to be cautious about taking them out on a dove hunt. Dove hunting is all past shooting. Your dog isn't actively running the field looking for birds. It is very easy to make a pup gun shy, unloading on a group of passing dove, and your dog doesn't understand what's going on. You can create a real problem for yourself, even if your dog has been introduced to the gun properly. They just don't have the experience to understand what's going on. If you need some help with training, call us at Olive Hill Kennels at 530-735-6217. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson. Well, here in our second hour, we're not going to waste any time because I'm already starting a little overtime right now. We're going to be checking in with J.D. Ritchie. He's got a pre-recorded Togiak, Alaska, Silver Salmon, my favorite resort. We're going to kick off in just a second. Tim Noxon is going to join us from Eagle Lake, where trophy rainbow trout are being caught every single day. Steve Carson, he's back from a three-day trip on the Pacific. I had a great trip. He'll tell you all about it. Ricky Acosta is chasing deltas in the deltas in the stripers. Yeah. He's maybe chasing stripers in the Delta, too, if he's lucky. James Stone, the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, will be hooking up with us live to talk about positive changes that may impact some of the salmon fishing in the future. And, of course, Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, joins us, too. Let's waste no time. Let's listen to a pre-recorded from J.D. Ritchie yesterday on the Togiak River in Alaska. I've been there a dozen times. It's spectacular. Listen to this. Good morning, everybody from Togiak, Alaska. This is JD, and it is cold up here. We finally just had some weather break overnight, and it uh, got down close to freezing. And it's a it's that coastal wet cold, so it kind of really goes through you. But we are knee deep in coho season here, and the fishing has been good. Now, prior to last night, we've been having rain for quite a bit, and the river really came up, and so the fishing, while good has been a little bit of a challenge just because there's so much water it's hard for these fish or it's hard for us to find these fish and where they're sitting it's it's literally like fishing the lower mississippi side channels and and side channels off of side channels <laughs> there's just we're, we're down here in the lower river the delta essentially so there are canals and sloughs and side channels and braids all over the place so these fish have a lot of places to hide and it's up to us every day to go out and figure out where they are. Well, now 
that it's getting colder. It's clear at night, so obviously it's not raining. And the water's coming down. Yesterday, we started to see it clear up, get a little green, starting to get some definition to it. And uh, that certainly made the fishing much better. And without really trying, we caught, you know, 20 or 30 yesterday in the afternoon. So uh, it's definitely on the mend here. And we've been getting them just tossing spinners, like number five uh, with a pink squid on the on the back there. And then twitching jigs as well. And we've been doing some plugging also with the Acoma bait, maglips. And then on the side, I've been taking people up into little tributary creeks fishing a bead under a bobber catching rainbows and dollies that are sitting behind spawning salmon there's still some sockeye and a few old moldy chums around doing their thing so anytime you can find a pot of salmon you are certainly going to find some egg eating critters behind them so we've been doing some of that and some nice rainbows the biggest one we caught last couple days was probably five or six pounds and um yeah some dollies that may be pushing three or four they can get much bigger both species actually but that's what we've seen as of now and it would be interesting to see what's going on here because we're going to get get some nice dry weather rivers start dropping out and as it does the fish have to be in more sort of obvious spots so they'll start slowing down concentrating with this high water they've just been blowing past us so I think the fishing these next two weeks is going to be pretty insane. So that is, uh, that's good news. And uh, then I come home on the 16th of September. Then I'll be back on Tahoe for a couple, oh, about 10 or 12 days. And then, of course, October 1st, the big Pyramid Lake opener. So I'll uh, switch the operation to Pyramid and be there all fall and into the winter and into the spring, actually. So... Um, it's, uh, looking forward to that. We're pretty much booked for October. You can, you can check in on the website, which is thesportfisher.com and see if there's any available dates left. But I think we're pretty full for October. We definitely have some room in November, December. So if you want to get out there and uh, catch some of those giant Lahontans, check that out. Or you can give the office a call, 916-952-1595. Talk to Tamara and she will find you a date. Other than that, hope you guys are all well. We'll see you when I get back. That's Togiak River fishing up there. It can't get any better, folks. It, he's calling 20 days. Oh, we worked out 20 fish. Well, as soon as that water drops down on the Togiak River, those fish are going to be visible. They're going to be hanging underneath stuff on the shorelines. They're going to be in schools. You'll be putting down the river systems, and all of a sudden the water changes colors because there's thousands of silver salmon underneath you up there. I remember that some of the days we were up there, old Lewis Kaiser Newfield, colonel from the military that was with us, caught a 22-pound silver salmon, won a free trip up by catching the biggest fish on the Togiak that year. It is a spectacular place, comfortable. You will love it if you ever go up there. J.D.'s found the right place, and I did many, many years ago. Well, our next guest is Mr. Tim Knoxon. He guides for the Fish Traveler's Guide Service up at Eagle Lake. We're going live to Eagle Lake right now and checking out what's going on with him. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Sepp. Well, I wish I had something different to tell you, but I'm going to tell you the same thing I've been telling you for seven or eight weeks. The fishing at Eagle Lake is outstanding. It's 11 and a half on a scale of 1 to 10. The average fish we're putting in the box and we're getting limits daily is three and a half pounds and it runs all the way up to almost five our biggest fish this week 
411, uh, five pounders come and step. Uh, we're done, you know, we're done fishing and probably three hours of solid fishing. It's the same, find the birds, find the minnows, find the fish underneath the minnows. The pelicans are insanely thick up here. The greaves are insanely thick. Lots of little baby greaves riding around on their mother's back. I'm impressed. I, I've been here 20 plus years and I'm impressed with this season, Seth. Well, it's a good year to be impressed with it. The water's levels came up on the lake. Launching's no problem down there at the south end, especially, and the fishing is great. All this bait that's in the lake right now is certainly adding to everything that's going on. But more importantly, Tim, you're probably starting to see some pretty chilly mornings up at Eagle Lake right now. Yes, sir. Low 40s at night and probably low 70s during the day, and it's going to continue to drop in the you know, you're an Eagle Lake veteran. You know what that means. The fish are going to move into the shallow water. They're going to be more accessible to us. They're going to move north. We're going to have to find them. We are going to have to go through a transition time here, probably around, uh, you know, the last part of September, first part of October. Hopefully we'll be right back on them. But, you know, it's going to be more of the same step. But I think we're going to get bigger fish as we go here. We we're I was talking a couple, three weeks ago about two fish, eight-pound limits. Well, that's a thing of the past. Now we're doing that, you know, every other day. And uh, so we're looking at nine and ten pound two fish limits. I'm I'm expecting to get, I don't know, a few five pounders, maybe one or two a week, and maybe some sixes. Except, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, they're, but that's way. It, they're but, in there. Maryland's got a six twelve. I've got a seven six, a seven eight, and I know a guy that got a, about a seven nine up there. Tom Coster, the old keyboard player with San, Santana, was fishing with us, and he got himself an absolutely beautiful one there. And there's reports uh, Michael Fong, fly fisherman, probably 40 years ago, got a 10-pounder up at Eagle Lake out of the Thule's. So there are big fish available. Big fish get big by being smart and not taking poorly presented lures. What are you laying out to get your fish? That's another thing, Steph. They're starting to hit a variety of uh, baits. I have been using a perfect minnow imitation, which was the number one white or pearl white needlefish. It's about an inch and a quarter, inch and a half long, and it perfectly imitates the fish. I've gone to Tui Chub flies, and if you had a, if you can get somebody to tie you up some Tui Chub colored flies, green and white, olive white, and put a couple eyes on them for you, deadly, deadly. We've caught our big fish, biggest fish on those flies, and if they have the eyes on them, they look exactly like a minnow trying to get the heck out of Dodge. And uh, what else? We're the Basic depth that we're catching fish at has been 20 feet, but this week we started catching them. We saw we started seeing a lot of fish on our scopes in between 10 and 15, so we're dropping one rod down between 10 and 15 and varying the depth. We're starting to catch fish closer to the surface. Those fish are hitting red and gold spoons and also uh, the standard J-Fair hot orange fly. So the fish are on the bite still. Uh, can't say enough if you're coming up here. You know, you're welcome to call me. I'll give you the, the immediate report, what's going on. We're catching fish on the west side. There's lots of bait over on the east side on Ronald McDonald's, but there's not a lot of fish working. I, I expect that to change towards the end of the month, the end of the month of September. But if you're going to work the west side, you want to work from Wildcat Point right down south to Christie, uh, Christie Campground, and uh, they call it the Circus Grounds in there. And uh, you know, right off the show, right off the uh, the ledge there, you want to. There's a 20 foot ledge there. Get off the outside of that 20 foot ledge into 30, 25, 30 feet of water. Drop the base down anywhere, like I say, from 15 to 20 feet deep. 20 feet has been the magic depth. And troll what I just uh, what I just talked about. You should do well on fish. That. Uh, 
Tim, you just nailed some of the best areas of that lake, telling people where to fish, and he's exactly right on with there off of those drop-offs. It is a spectacular fishery. Most people think a 14, 16-inch rainbow trout is a pig. A 14 to 16, 8-inch rainbow trout does nothing but make you frown at Eagle Lake because you don't catch them very often, usually only after they plant the lake sometimes. You will catch fish in the two-and-a-half to seven-pound range. It happens every single year, and it's going to happen this year. As these colder temperatures keep creeping in, the surface bite is going to get going, too. One of the things that uh, you can't overlook up there is fast trolling an orange rapala or a black and silver rapala at those times when you see fish busting the surface. Start cranking at three to four miles an hour and move through the water and hang on to your rod. Trust me. Hang on to your rod. Tim, you nailed it. You told them exactly what to do. That's exactly what we want them to do. Go up there and catch some fish, and they can do a lot better job of it if they come up and fish with you. Give them all the hookup information they need for tight fish. almost said tight lines guide service. For fish travelers guide service right up at Eagle Lake. If you want to get trophy trout, folks, this is the place, and this is the time to do it. All the accommodations are available. Tim can hook you up with those. The campground, the store, the RV park, all of that stuff. Just give them a call. Tim, give them the hookup information they need. Yep. 916-201-4648. I can help you out with, uh, if you want to go and want a guided trip or you need lodging, we'd be glad to help you out. You can call me whether you're fishing with me or not. At that number, I'll give you the up-to-date report on baits and depths and areas and all that good stuff. And also, you can look at my uh Facebook page, Fish Traveler Guide Service. Join the group. you get my uh, reports weekly and all the pictures of the fish we've been catching. So. Take care, my friend. Thanks for hooking up with us, and have a great day off the water today. Enjoy yourself. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. All right. Tim Noxon with Fish Traveler's Guide Service. Mr. Brown, I didn't win again. <clears throat> you did not win again, but you're going to be going to uh, – that big dinner they're talking about the last week, the legislative session, and uh, they're working at light speed at the Capitol to pass hundreds of bills, including a dozen gun control bills. So if you want to fight those or know what's going on, make sure that you are uh, checking into Gun Owners of California's website and click on the Legislative Action Center, and you'll see all the bills that are being considered. Um, you also want to make sure that you are supporting Gun Owners of California, and you can do that by uh, attending their Crab Feed and Tri-Tip Dinner. It's coming up October 28th, uh, and that's in Vacaville. They're going to be uh, uh, getting you all the information. You can go to their website or just give them a call, and uh, you automatically become a member of Gun Owners of California just by attending the dinner. I know Sep's going to be there. Uh, should be a great dinner down there in Vacaville. Winner number 36 is not Sep. The 2023 Gunners California 52 Guns, a 52 weeks raffle ticket number 1048, Lisa Hall of Winters. Uh, Lisa, you've got a Keltec pump shotgun in 12 gauge, and they're going to be sending you to Shooters Pro Shop in Roseville or Guns Fishing and other stuff in Vacaville to do all your proper paperwork. Make sure you're supporting Gun Owners of California in their 48th year of fighting for your gun rights, America's oldest pro gun political action committee. Did you hear that, Kent? You didn't win. Winters. That's the next town. They're getting closer to me. <laughs> no, they're going farther away. <laughs> Maybe I'll win this next week. We'll see. You know how it works. We'll be right back after this quick break. 
The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor, the entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service, offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater salmon, steelhead, and stripers, too. Check out eurekafishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707-845-9588. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself just back from a three-day trip on the Pacifica where he said he had a great trip. Our own Steve Carson, the director of Penn Fishing University's Mr. Senior Tuna, joins us live. Good morning, Tuna. Good morning, Sep. And, yeah, it's a good trip when uh, on the first day you can stop fishing for bluefin tuna because, uh, they, you know, they're only kind of medium size, and you want to make sure you leave some uh, some legal limit cap up at the top uh, so you can catch some really big ones maybe a, a day or two later. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's discretion. Well, you can, I, I you saw can some literally dis- drive away from biting fish. I saw you with the nice tuna about as long as your leg from the belt down. Yeah, that's that's a small one. Uh, <laughs> we we caught, um, and, and bear in mind that, uh, you know, the bluefin tuna limits are not, super liberal like uh, some of the other species are uh you're allowed two per day and on a multiple day trip you're allowed a maximum of three days worth of limits so in theory if you can catch them the most you can catch is six so typically what what most of the people on board and i didn't even really keep that many because i you know i need to keep more fish i don't think so <laughs> yeah you do uh, yeah you do but but yeah for for some people that may or may not be waiting at the top of the dock when you get home. <laughs> I could be there. Yeah, just yeah. let me know, Tuna. Kent will be there. He'll just hang out at the dock waiting for you to return. Yeah, and you know, the bass fishing off the dock right there in Mission Bay is actually pretty good. Um, it's not legal in a lot of spots, but that doesn't mean people pay attention to the laws. And I think I did see Kent down there, uh, you know, throwing a Ned rig. Imagine that. That was me. Um, that, that was him. Um, but, but yeah, so we caught the first day we caught, uh, more than three quarter limits, call it 85% limits of bluefin tuna. And they were, 
you know, a, a range of sizes from like 15 pounds to about 45 pounds. And that, you know, that's a nice fish in anybody's book. Then we, uh, then we motored out to a slightly different spot and fished for yellowtail on the second day. A few bluefin tuna found us there too, but, but, uh, as they say, as they say, don't say it if you didn't weigh it. We caught, again, not quite limits of yellowtail, up to 27 and a half pounds. Pretty much, you could catch them on anything you wanted to catch them on. Um, people were throwing topwaters and poppers and yo-yo jigs, and I was concentrating on the slow pitch jigging technique, which is, you know is kind of I've been on a on a kick of that lately. And then on the third day, we went so another slightly different area, trying to find the bigger bluefin, and we did find them. But the problem with big bluefin is they're hard to land. Um, we we ended up hooking about. 10 or 12 of them and landed about six and there were a lot of heartbreaks there were grown men that i could certainly see that on dry land these were rough and tumble dudes and um let's just say there was some 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 type of water uh kind of coming out the corner of their eyes when when the big fish got away um I don't want to say that they were crying, but they were sad. Yeah, well, and, they, um, were, they were crying, and Tuna was sitting there going, that's not the first one you're going to lose. Oh, oh, absolutely. And the the big thing with, with, with bluefin tuna over any other fish that we have in our, in our waters in California is you've got to have finely tuned tackle that is correct. It can't just be heavy gear. It's got to be, you know, matched rod, reel, line, hook, everything matched together, um, and and also tuned in a little bit to both the size and the depth that the fish are at. Because in the middle of the day, they may be right up on the surface, uh, biting on uh, fly line baits or or even a uh, a flying fish. Yes, I did say a flying fish, rigged and hung under a, a kite. So it's kind of dabbling along the, the surface of the water like a flying fish would do. And, and, or if you're fishing at, at midnight or 1 in the morning, the captain might be saying, okay, guys, I've got them on my sonar. They're at 400 feet. <laughs> and you better be able to get that jig, that properly rigged jig, down to 400 feet pretty quickly before the school moves on. And, uh, and then you might get a bite. So, and I've sent, Sep, I've sent you the list a couple of times. I'll resend it again. But your, your, your most popular rig is your Pan International 16 VISX with 100-pound test braid. And then your second most popular rig is your 60- or 80-pound rig with something like your, your Pen Torque or your Pen Fathom 40 Narrow. Uh, again, with 80-pound uh, with braid. And, and right on down to something that you would recognize from our bluefin tuna, or excuse me, our albacore fishing days, way, way back when you used to actually go out saltwater fishing. I don't know that you even do that anymore. Uh, not too uh, long ago. Remember, I was out with oh, James. Oh, wow. I was out with James. I'm, in, I'm impressed. Yeah, you guys. I'm impressed. I, was, I, 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 I even saw it's Tommy, it's Tommy Zizo's birthday like yesterday or the day before. The first guy that ever took me out albacore fishing. 
I know he didn't know any better than than to let you on his boat. Well, um, I had but, a great but, time, but, but I was also falling asleep driving home after fishing nonstop for about twenty hours. Well, yeah. And the number one reason, Kent Brown, that people who love fishing don't go out saltwater fishing is fear of seasickness. There are modern medications that work very, very well. Um, as, as, as I like to say, see your doctor, because I'm pretty sure that Sepp and I both got in trouble for giving medical advice, not being doctors and all. Just see your doctor, and uh, no, Dramamine does not work. So just I'll, that, that's all I'm allowed to say. And if you're using uh, the little thing with the, the pressure point on your wrist with the terry cloth thing that holds that bead on your wrist, you know why they make it out of terry cloth? So you can wipe the puke off your lips. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, and and after we've gone to Harvard and gotten our degree, we can continue uh, on with that. But but seriously, Sepp, uh, the fishing this year has just been you know off the charts. I don't know how it could it well it really can't be better. Um, but you can still refine your technique, and there is that new that new technique, fairly new, um, slow pitch jigging. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I know that just about all the bass fishermen. That have uh, that have gotten into into uh, you know fishing bass with with uh, spoons on structure deep they would take right to it it's just you know they already have they're, they're doing it off the bow of James boat every single trip he puts them out there and points the direction that they should be casting he's back from Pacific up the Pacifica trip three days out there had a great trip and he's leaving this weekend he'll be gone next weekend he'll be on another trip with the searcher is that a three day or a seven day. That'll be a three-day. This is the time of year for three-dayers. The fish are at their closest point to San Diego um, pretty much every year, which is why I, I plan those those shorter trips at this time of year. Well, it seems um, to work out awfully well for you on those short trips. Steve yeah. Carson, our own senior tuna, the director of Penn Fishing University, is bringing you the info you need to be a better angler. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Seth. All right. Take care, my friend. Wow. He's got a lot of info, and he could he can do a three-hour seminar right here on the show. Maybe we should just introduce him next week. Just let him go. Let him roll for three we'll hours. Start at five. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Here's a guy that probably started at five today. Let's head out to the Delta right now, and let's climb on board with Feeding Frenzy Guide Service. Captain Ricky Acosta joins us live out there this morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, Seth. How you doing? Hey, is it windy out there, or are you just working hard? Uh, it is actually blowing a lot harder than it was forecasted this morning, but it is what it is. Welcome to the Delta. (laughs) There's a reason the trees grow sideways down there. That's a fact. You know, Ricky, I saw some photos earlier in the week, and that's why I called you this week. I I just saw three nice-sized stripers in your boat, and I'm thinking, wonder where he caught those. That looks like Delta-type action right now. I give him a call. He tells me, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. You tell them what you told me, Ricky, about the action going on for Delta Stripers. Yeah, the Stripers are in the Delta. Uh, It's really good fishing. Seems like the fall bite's getting started a little bit sooner than than normal, uh, probably due to the wet winter we had. But uh, the weeds are out here. Trolling is is a little bit of work, you know, clearing the lines every once in a while. And the, the bite window is all based on the tide. So you just have to make sure you're in the right spot when the fish are going to bite and uh, hold on. Where is the right spot right now? I'm not saying Dell is exactly where you're at, but where should they be reacting with the tidal changes and looking for perfect water? Yeah, I mean, the, 
the West Bank is is pretty much standard. You know, everyone knows that spot, so it's no secret. Uh, but it's a it's a long stretch of water, right? So cover some water and, and look for the the marks on your graph. Like that's what we did. We're just kind of getting into a nice group of fish this morning, and we're just going to go back and forth until they end up biting at the bottom of this tide. What are you pulling? Uh, we're running deep running Yozuris and, and a couple of Rebels, some old school Rebels. Any particular colors that produce better than others? Uh, anything bright, you know. Uh, I like white and red, chartreuse, uh, some blues and silvers. Remember the old clown? Guys used nothing but clowns out there for years. Yeah, I might have that one on my, on my rod this morning, actually. <laughs> Well, I, I, I go back so far, we used to do what we called the wild thing, you know, hanging that seven-inch white worm on the back treble hook on there just to get more action and things going on, and it really made a difference. It does, yeah. Every every lure we run, whether it's shallow or deep, we put that trip worm on there, and the bass seem to love it. Uh, the only time we don't do it is on the rattle traps. We just run those straight out the pack. Well, folks, if you'd like to get into some great action, the striper action is picking up in the Delta, and things are happening. Ricky's already out there set up and getting in on the action, and I would suggest you book a trip. You heard Alan Fong talking earlier of what's going on. It's time to get to the Delta. Ricky, give them all the hookup info they need. Yeah, guys, if you want to get out for some stripers or sturgeon, now's the time. You can reach me at 916-214. 5074 or on Facebook and Instagram at Feeding Frenzy Sport Fishing. All right, get back to your clients, get them into some fishing. Get out of that dang wind, my friend. I'm trying, Seth. You take care. Ricky Acosta with Feeding Frenzy Sport Fishing. Don't miss the opportunity to get on board with him. 916 214 5074. Hey, it's time for Get a Clue. Where's the boss? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Tackle, fishing gear, or bait. You can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Fishing is good, and there are many species to choose from. Are you anxious to go to a favorite spot or maybe a new place you've heard about? Or maybe you'd like to learn a new technique or catch a phenomenal halibut or kokanee or a trout or bass. One way is to book a trip on a party boat. And another way is to hire a guide. Guides will teach you and save hours of frustration. So, which guide? How do you find one? Well, ask other anglers, read posts and papers, talk to pros at tackle shops, hey, listen to the radio show. Your guide needs to be bonded, licensed, and insured, and don't be afraid to ask for proof. He should have good equipment and give you the best experience possible. Remember, he does want you to catch fish. So, bring your fishing license, lunch, soft drinks, camera, and get a clue. Be ready to have fun. You've driven past it for the last time. Now, discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. 
The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass are now live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. Listen to the show whenever or wherever you want on iTunes or any platform you get your podcasts. Ultimate Bass at 5 a.m. and California Sportsman from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. All a part of Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, Saturday mornings from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. and on iTunes. Now there's there's no no reason reason to miss a single show. I got a garage full of fishing tackle and every time i get out on the water i realize i forgot something important but i never forget my life jacket i make sure my buddies wear theirs too save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting fishing and outdoor store guns fishing and other stuff in vacville has everything you need for the great outdoors hunting and fishing gear guns and ammo and plenty of camo for you hunters they're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family and now here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with general manager travis morgan good morning Seth. good morning kent how's it going guys well let me tell you Trout fishing in the high altitude mountains is going to get really good. We went up there this last weekend. I took my grandkids in an hour, caught eight trout, all of them pound to a pound and a half piece. It was fantastic. I had to stop them. You know, I I won't kill more than we're going to eat, and that's what we're going to eat, so that's where we stop. And that's the way most people should start thinking about it. That res- preserves our resources. But like I said, the the high altitude lakes are going to get off the hook because winter's coming. Fish are already starting to feed to bulk up for winter time. And in cold water mountains, it's great. We had the lake to ourselves, one other guy fishing. And like I said, fantastic time. He was, uh, the gentleman that was fishing there with us was using spinners. Of course, my grandkids were using power bait. And we were both catching an equal number of fish. So it tells me that they're really starting to, to feed. So, if you're looking to do some of that uh, high-altitude fishing, come on in the store. We got all the hooks, lines, sinkers, uh, lures, especially a good ultralight rod is what we used. And, boy, was it fun. The grandkids would have an absolute ball with it. So, come on down to the store. Check out our, um, our trout stuff for the high-altitude fishing. And don't forget, hunting season's kicking in. Uh, duck season's getting ready to start up here pretty soon. Pheasant season's going to be kicking in. The clubs are going to start opening up. Everything's fixing to bust loose. So come on in, 
get all your gear for the next couple of months and see what you can do and have some fun. All right, I'll talk to you later. You guys have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you at the store. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, guys, we're back. We sent Seth off. He had to leave a little bit early today. It's a big craft fair opening up. He had to get down to it. Um, you know, he, he's big into that. You probably see him down there. So, oh man, a lot going on and, and so much going on that, uh, that this guy is actively in the middle of all of it and, and taking care of, uh, taking care of a lot of the things nobody else wants to do from, uh, the NorCal guides and sportsman's association, our old buddy, James Stone. What's going on, James? Hey, how you doing, Kent? Good buddy. We haven't had a chance to talk in a while. I had to throw Sep out of the studio just so you and I could visit. Well, hey, it's about time we got it done so that we can have a good conversation without the big guy. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right, man. You, uh, uh, you, uh, you, you came out with a with a pretty good video this week, and uh, and and some things that look positive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we uh, we we you know we're always bringing information to people, and you know a lot lately the last couple of years, especially on the salmonid front with salmon and steelhead, it's been a lot of negative news, right? And yeah. uh, there's been some good ocean fishing from some of the positive trucking that we've done and, and some stuff that have made some good opportunities for some, for some of the uh, cohorts of fish out of like the McCallamy and some survival out of the feather. But, you know, the truth is, is that we've had a really, really low numbers coming out of the Sacramento and other stems. And so the opportunity was shut down this year. And so no one's fishing and we're all tied to the dock, but I can tell you now, you know, Sometimes it creates a disaster in order for your government to realize that they have to change what they've been doing. And that's what's happened. And that has basically been because of the focus of our group and a few other partner groups um, that we've been working with, with uh, Golden Gate Fishermen's Association representing the charter boat fleet and PCFFA representing the commercial fleet and then NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's representing east of Carquinas. And the three groups representing the, the salmon industry that all sit on the PFMC have really advocated and have some positive news. The directors are all meeting, and they've decided that we're right. Uh, they've got to do some changes. And we worked with a bridge group with some of the Northern California farmers that have also been lobbying and fighting for us and our industry, which is great. Mm -hmm. And it has led to the future is going to be doubling production practically from the mitigation that you've seen up until 2020. We're going to start doubling the amount of fish that we are we are making in the hatcheries. We're going to bring back the fry program, which used to be implemented in the 90s. So now we're going to diversify our portfolio of releases. So we're going to have fry, sub-smolts, and smolts going out of the system now on all anadromous hatcheries in the Central Valley, and what that's going to do is diversify our releases, diversify the way the fish exit and the juveniles rear in the system. We're hoping to get some fish into the floodplains this next spring, but we're just ecstatic because change is finally coming. So I know it's painful for everyone out there not salmon fishing right now, but I can tell you that the future's bright. we got a lot of fish coming this spring into the system. And although it takes a full three years to rebound, a hundred percent rebound, 
you know, we're looking at 2025 could have some fishing, good fishing opportunity, but 2026, 2027 is looking phenomenal right now with the numbers that we're seeing coming out of the hatchery. So we're just absolutely ecstatic and thankful to all the directors and anyone that's willing to help with hatchery propagation because as sportsmen and women, we've been failed with the water policies and we've been failed with the management so far, and we said enough's enough. And so, uh, you know, we're real happy about that. And uh, the future is looking bright. Well, it's, you know, and and you guys are fighting behind the scenes so often when, you know, I guess a lot of us forget about it. You know what I mean? We're on to do other things. We're duck hunting. We're doing, you know, we're striper fishing. We're doing this. You guys are, are in the trenches uh, with with the three organizations, obviously, but you guys are, are out there battling and, and, and fighting for what's right. You know, we talked to, to Ogni and he was talking about um, the fish that uh, that they tagged that, you know, they're kind of tracking through the system right now. What do the early returns, you know, the September fish look like? Are we are we seeing an increase of fish that are already making it up to uh, to the hatcheries? Yeah, that's a really good question. So uh, Johnny Atkinson at New Ran Sport Fishing did a uh, tagging study with the federal government out of the Pacific Southwest Science Center. Yeah. And that's what my yeah. dog talking about. And so the government hired Johnny to go out and tag fish, and they tagged about 131 fish. And I think the last report was like 51, 52 have already entered through the Benicia Bridge. You know, so roughly, you know, working on that, you know, rough number 40% or 35%, 40% of the fish have already come into the Benicia, and 21 have come up through Sacramento. So it's going to allow and one overachiever, one overachiever that's already in Calusa, but we don't want to, we don't want to, right? We right. don't want to, you know, we're grading on a curve. We don't want to shame the rest of them by that one fish. That's hurting. right. But but that's exactly right. You know, so that's that's what I want uh, your listeners to focus on is look at that study and look how how the fish are migrating back into the system because it gives you a clearer picture. A lot of people don't fully understand that, but that one fish shows you why we had to close the season. The majority of these fish are not coming back to the Sacramento main stem, and that's our biggest problem. And that's where we've lost those cohorts of fish through red dewatering, through uh, lack of mitigation and artificial propagation in the hatcheries. We've lost it because of, you know, uh, the water management that has transpired and the drought. And, uh, you know, we're paying that price now. But we're trying to really diversify those portfolios for the future so if we get in this situation, it's not going to hurt us as bad because when we release fish earlier in the year, in January, February, as fry, they're not facing the same environmental conditions as our smolts are of our current practices when we release them in April and May, and they don't run into the stripers or other types of predation that happens in that warmer water period time in the spring. Right, right exactly, and and. You know, I mean, really the stars have aligned and it's perfect timing because we do have water this fall to help kind of, you know, kickstart all of that. And uh, and our lakes that are above all those rivers are in pretty good shape. Very true. Yes, yeah. very true. We, uh, we are going to be in fluid stage on a couple of our reservoirs and the government is going to be required to start releasing water for uh, flood protection. And so that's going to give our fish a fighting chance. And it's yep. another reason that we decided that it was best to um, close this season is to try to rebuild for our kids and grandkids. Because if we would have went out and fished, the government would have let us, and we would have absolutely destroyed of any left stock that is left. And 
the numbers and science show right now that we could be in trouble even with no fishing. We still could be in trouble. We hope that we're wrong, but we always would rather err on the side of caution. One year of closure is a lot better than three to five in right. a row. So, hey, buddy, uh, none of the, none of this, none of this would be possible, and your efforts and and everything that you're doing without uh, the donators, without the folks that are supporting uh, NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's Association. One of your big money makers every year is your annual dinner that's coming up here in November, and uh, and tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I appreciate that, Kent. Um, we do one major fundraiser a year. We do a few derbies a year and do a few meet and greets to get together for our members, but. The main driver is our dinner. It's in Marysville, California, November 4th at the 530 Event Center. We have uh, four different levels of uh, sponsorship tables. If you can't make it but you want to donate to help the kids, great. We give away lifetime licenses to the kids every single year. A lot of lifetime licenses go to the kids every single year just for attending and buying a ticket. Very cool. So, you know, there's a lot of great things that we do at this dinner, but it is our main finance driver, and it's what finances this organization as far as putting forth to make our documentary films, to do our travel, to have a few employees, to have a paid lobbyist that's there fighting for you every single day. I spent eight hours on meetings yesterday at the PFMC. Uh, the day before, I was in eight hours of meetings in the California Advisory Committee of Salmon, Steelhead, and Trout. I mean, the amount of meetings... Is, is literally 50 hours plus every single week fighting for you and fisheries. That's what this organization does. We're grassroots fed and we're fighting to make sure that your kids and grandkids will have a better fishery than we did. So please go to ncgasa.org and sign up. Support us anyway. $20 membership or buy a sponsor's table at the dinner. We need your support more than ever at these tough times. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's a great dinner. Sounds like a new uh, new venue, new location for the dinner this year. Yep, we're away from the Yuba Sutter Fairgrounds, especially because uh, you're not allowed to have guns on the premises of state properties anymore in state California. So, <laughs> new venue right across the Feather River. We got a beautiful setup, a beautiful venue. We're giving away over a hundred guns. I think it's going to be 115 guns in the room. Uh, we've got over 70 guided trips that we're giving away. It's going to be an absolute fantastic time. One more time, where can they get all the information or just book a table? Just come on the website, NCGASA, the acronym for NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's Associations, or just give me a call at 530-923-9440. Once again, that number, 530-923-9440. James Stone, NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's Association. Buddy, uh, appreciate your efforts in the trenches. I know uh, I know it's a fight and a battle and uh, and doesn't get recognized near as often as what a, what a great job you guys are doing. I really appreciate that, Kent. Thank you to all of our supporters and donors so far. It's because of you that we're able to continue this mission. So thank you all. You got it, James Stone, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, and about time for you to uh, jump in a duck blind or do something fun. Oh, I think we lost him. All right, James Stone, NorCal Guides and Sportsman's Association. I think we've got another guy on the line that gets to wrap up the show every week. We're going to just leave it up to him. But uh, joining us from Western Outdoor News the editor, our old buddy Dave Hurley. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Kent. How you doing today? Good. It's hard to follow James Stone. Boy, I tell you, it was good to hear some good news, though. Yeah. You know, it's un unfortunate it takes uh, things going all to hell before we were able to get there. But uh, yeah. it sounds to me like we're on the track to get back to uh, 
where we need to be, because I can tell you, and you know very well, the salmon closure has really affected all the boats from all the way up the coast down to Santa Cruz. I mean, it's been, it's sad to go into the, and see pictures of the harbors with only one boat out every day. Yeah. And and you know what, the one group of anglers, I don't think that's been affected by it yet, Dave, is, is, you know, that, that Navy of boats that, uh, that, you know, fish, you know, from Rio Vista up and, and, you know, fish through, through the brickyards and through Cortland and through lock and all the way up into Sacramento, the mouth of the feather, the mouth of the American, uh, you know, I think a lot of those folks that are not on the inside track are just now finding out, uh, yeah, you're not going salmon fishing this year. You know, it's closed. You can't go on the river. And, and unfortunately I think there's probably going to be a few folks out there anchored with the flatfish behind the boat or a Silvertron spinner, uh, that are probably going to get a, get a visit by, uh, somebody in green pants. Yeah, it's a good possibility. I would hope that everybody be on top of it. I know when I went over the Sacramento River last weekend, I looked down and there was not a single boat out there trolling. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. We uh, uh, we venture up and down five pretty regularly where we can see the mouth of the of the American, and uh, and there's just there's nobody out there. And and the upper stretches of the river are even you know even tougher because of some launch ramp closures. You know, with uh, with Elkhorn and Verona both being closed now. Uh, it kind of it kind of leaves uh, limited launching abilities for that north end of the river. Exactly, that's a really good point, Ken. You yeah. know, uh, if you want to talk about some freshwater opportunities, you know, they have this final Kokanee Power term, Tournament of the Year this year at a uh, week at uh, today. <laughs> Let me get this organized. Yeah. Today is Lake. Uh, Thirty-nine teams, one hundred and three participants. Normally, it's the it's the least attended, and that has to do with the fact that it's the farthest away from most of the population. Where are they at? Um, they're at Shaver today. At Shaver, okay. These guys are pushing for points. There's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Those Kokanee have really turned. They're down on the bottom. If they find any of the big ones, there's a lot of the second-year Kokanee that are there. But uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, result to see how it goes. Uh, you know, they when their last tournament, they, they had to scrape out uh, – three fish at 299 and i think that was it uh, just to be able to do that so well, those we'll are bite those are bite size for spotted bass exactly. <laughs> oh your your bass will love those suckers there yeah. too you know and they got the smallmouth there in the shaver and i'm sure they probably take advantage of i'm sure they do well. yeah i'm sure you i'm know, sure they do there's going to be some big smallies there um you know donner's still kicking out some big mackinac uh tahoe some big Mackinac and Kokanee. So things are looking there good. Almanor is has some beautiful brown trout. And one place we haven't talked a lot about but is really going to turn on this fall, and that's Lake Shasta. They have a big tournament there in a couple of weeks. But, you know, king salmon, uh, uh, Kokanee pretty much is, is over, but you're going to see some big rainbows and browns come out of there. Yeah. And, you know, Shasta is the big, big uh, best best place at the turn of the year isn't it it really is it's going to be shasta fest from uh literally about two weeks from now uh you know i know nugent has kind of kicks it off with their pro-am championship one bass uh has a has a a new announced california open bass or uh like shasta open uh bass tournament that's going to be there in february and uh and then phil's propellers you know the local tackle store up in redding uh you know we all love phil mitsueda but they do a full series of events um kind of a points race and a a local event but it's going to draw i i mean it'll draw over 100 boats 
uh, for uh, for those events and and kicking off here this fall and through the start of the year. So yeah, it's kind of Shasta Fest. Everybody's excited about getting up there and and uh, and fishing Shasta. Yeah, sure. That lake is what only thirty feet down from selling yeah. something like. It's going to be a. It's going to be really interesting to see what kind of weights we come out of there at the uh, during during these opening tournaments. Uh, it, I think it's always interesting how Shasta kicks off the year, you know, and then all of a sudden it kind of it, it we move down to the other lakes as the year goes on. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of become a it's kind of become the you know everyone's favorite place to be. Um, you know, there's always a danger of weather up there. There's always a danger of the road being closed there at Fondale with a little snowstorm and, uh, and you're not getting to the lake, especially for those January, February events, but still it's a, it just seems to be for the bass guys, the place, uh, uh, kind of the place to go. You know, one thing we probably need to mention is because uh, a lot of folks don't expect it to close this early is the closure of Pardee already. Yeah, it's closed. And that was uh, normally it closes in November, but, uh, yeah. apparently done some work on the on the dam um uh, there and so it is closed a couple months early and that's much to the dis uh, a lot of people were uh really doing well kokanee wise there and they're kind of disappointed that that was happening because uh yeah. that's that's a popular and a beautiful place to go fishing you know yeah no and, it's uh, a great it's a great lake and obviously we've got a long history of doing stuff with party and party lake recreation area but um but for sure i i just i'm sure there's a lot of folks that uh, once again, you know, drive up to the gate and go, what, what do you mean? It's closed. So, you know, the, your options of going to, to Hogan or Melodies or Comanche or Amador or some of those other lakes, uh, is where you're going to have to go. And, and probably a place we're going to have to start focusing, uh, that area. We'll have to start focusing some of your reports on and seeing what's going on at Comanche and Amador and those places. Yeah. Speaking of Hogan's, they've been kicking out some stripers the yeah. last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been very, very good. We got some boilings. You got boils all over the place, and if you've never witnessed the boil at Hogan, it's really something to see, because it spreads throughout acres and acres of the watershed. I mean, you just see the top of the water just exploding, for all throughout it. You know that whole Wrinkle Cove area. It's it's pretty exciting. So it's really cool, and, and it's surprising how long that uh, that little lake. It's not a big lake. It's really it's just surprising how long that little lake has supported, um, you know that whole that whole striper thing. Yeah, you know, it, it. the amazing part of Hogan used to be a trophy trout lake until they put the stripers in there, and then all of a sudden, guess what happened? Well, I mean, I'm I, going to date us both and go back a little bit farther. My old buddy Mark Vehar and a bunch of other guys, it, it, it used to be an amazing trophy bass fishery with fish up into the teens. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, that hasn't been that way for a long time. but I'm No, sure that was a long time ago, but, but yeah, no, absolutely, and and uh, and those guys were, were definitely catching. This is a great time of year, and it kind of flies under the radar, maybe until a little later in the fall. But a great time of year for Comanche too. Oh, Comanche is, uh, and then you know we're going to start looking at the trout plants. They're going to be happening up there. Probably uh, it depends on what happens with the weather, but we'll look at towards the end of October and through November, and you'll see those trout plants there. And that Amador lasts throughout uh, up till May, and then those lakes really turn on. And, uh, you know, Comanche's been kind of interesting lately, Kent, and I know you can have a little insight on this. Bass-wise, you know, we heard a lot of really good stuff spotted bass-wise a couple of years ago, but it's been really quiet the last couple of years. They're just not talking about it, but uh, but still a great spot of bass fishery. And yeah, that lake's got all three. You know, it's got spots, it's got smallies, 
uh, and it's got some big largemouth in it. So uh, it, it's there. And, uh, and I think, Dave, this fall you may find some guys playing with forward-facing sonar and chasing spotted bass out there on the structure at uh, Comanche going old school on them. And you'll start hearing more about it, um, normally about Thanksgiving. Well, that's good to hear. And I think that we're looking forward to New Maloney's turning on because it's been very slow bass-wise. And like you said, you had a good explanation for it last week. That uh, it's uh, We're looking towards October. We're going to see some things happening at that lake. Well, my buddies that uh, that chase the, the salmon and the trout around Folsom are uh, are you know sending me photos and posting photos of you know three and four pound uh, spotted bass and largemouth bass out of Folsom and they're downriggering them fifty to seventy. So that tells us a little bit about why aren't we catching all the bass? Well, I know where they're at. Uh, they're they're down there where the trout are. They're down there where the bait is. But uh, but they're the lakes are high and these fish are not having any problem with the high water. You know living in that 50 to 70 foot range where we don't normally fish for them. That makes a lot of sense. And that's a really quality spot for her full Folsom. That's yep. a great time to yep. come. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, guys, get a, uh, get a subscription to Western Outdoor News. And we always appreciate Dave and, uh, and all of his information every week, wrapping us up. Uh, buddy, appreciate it. It's going to be a nice, uh, nice weekend, maybe a little warm. You need to get out and go fishing, pal. Thanks a lot. Good luck at your tournament. You got it. Dave Hurley, guys, with Western Outdoor News. Uh, you know, it's kind of nice in here to wrap the show up without Seth. It's just calm. It's easy. Eh, he'll be back next week. Don't worry about that. Enjoy the craft fair, Seth. We'll see you next week, guys. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.